U.S. yields rose and the U.S. dollar gained yesterday as investors dumped their U.S. sovereign papers on fear that another government shutdown from the U.S. would bring along another credit rating cut for the U.S. and at Moody's this time. The euro dollar fell below a critical Fibonacci support. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the U.S. yields rose and the U.S. dollar extended gains at yesterday's trading session as a looming U.S. government shutdown drama got the only remaining rating agency company, Moody's, to sound cautious about the U.S. triple A rating. The debt service payments would not be impacted and a short-lived shutdown in the U.S. would be unlikely to disrupt the U.S. economy, they said, but they added that it will still underscore the weakness of the U.S. constitutional and government strength relative to the other AAA-rated countries and AAA-rated sovereigns. There, they said it all. And just remember this, because it wasn't long ago, just this summer, both SMP and Fitch, so two other big agencies, credit agencies, had already downgraded the U.S. credit rating when we were actually talking and worrying about a potential U.S. default on its government debt. So the U.S. 10-year yield advanced past the 4.55% mark at yesterday's trading session and could even advance more due to the political tensions in the U.S. and also an increased treasury issuance for long-dated U.S. papers. Rising U.S. yields obviously help the U.S. dollar gain more strength against most currencies across the board. The U.S. dollar index, which was already propelled into a bullish consolidation zone, remember, last week, following the Federal Reserve's pledge to maintain the interest rates higher for a longer period of time in the U.S., while the U.S. dollar index hit a fresh high since last November. And even if it sounds funny, and it is funny, the US dollar could actually benefit from safe haven movements in the next couple of days and even weeks if the government shutdown drama in the US doesn't last long, even though investors flee the US, the US government itself. So that's the magic of the US dollar, which is the world's base currency. Investors won't dump the US dollar first thing, they would rather start by dumping the U.S. sovereign bonds. And in this respect, well, during the last U.S. government shutdown, that was, remember, in 2018, which was, by the way, the longest government shutdown since the 1970s in the U.S. as it lasted 36 days, while well, that shutdown in 2018 saw the U.S. dollar gain in valuation against most currencies. But all depends, obviously, on the length and intensity of a potential shutdown and the political drama. The longer a shutdown lasts, obviously, the bigger the impact would be on the U.S. economy and potentially on the U.S. credit rating, which is also important. And the bigger the impact on the U.S. growth and its credit worthiness for investors, the more likely we would see the U.S. dollar get at least a little bit hit from another political gong show in the U.S. For now, though, well, don't pull just all of your eggs out of the U.S. basket because, again, again, the U.S. dollar could actually well strengthen despite the political shenanigans in the U.S. and all this government shutdown drama, and the U.S. stocks could also see increased 
inflows as well. Last time the US government was shut in 2018, the S&P 500 rallied 13%. So that's it really. Yesterday's renewed US dollar rally actually pushed the euro dollar below a critical Fibonacci level at yesterday's trading session. The euro dollar slipped below the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on its last September to this July rally and the pair was actually thrown into a medium term bearish consolidation zone. Now the expectation that inflation in the euro area may have eased significantly, uh, may have also enhanced the euro sell-off against the US dollar yesterday before even investors had a glimpse of the latest inflation update in the eurozone countries, which are due later this week, remember. And the European Central Bank Chief Christian Lagarde insisted at a speech yesterday that the interest rates in the eurozone would stay elevated for as long as needed to tame price pressures in the eurozone, and that even if the economy struggles, but, but, but in Wayne, because traders actually buy the US dollars when Jerome Powell, the Fed head Jerome Powell says that interest rates will stay higher for longer in the US. And you just prefer to ignore Kristen Lagarde when she says the exact same thing for the Eurozone just a couple of days later. But believe me, believe me, for this time, it's not just about Kristen Lagarde or her credibility issues. It's really, really about the US dollar itself because the US dollar also extended gains against sterling, for example. And it was also due to a, a dovish period last week. But Cable is now testing the 122 support to the downside in a move that could actually extend toward the 12080 level, which is the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on pound dollars last year rally. The dollar franc, on the other hand, rises exponentially as well, above the 200 day moving average after last week's surprise Swiss National Bank interest rate pose uh, that convinced investors and traders that the end of a strong franc era could well be coming to an end. Of course, as long as inflation in Switzerland also remains under control and ideally below the 2% mark. Gold, on the other hand, fell. Trend and momentum indicators in gold turned negative, And the yellow metal is now about to post a death cross formation, where the 50-day moving average is simply about to cross below the 200-day moving average, and which is a technical sign which could further fuel some short-term sell-off in the precious metal. And finally, the dollar-yen is flirting with the 149 level this morning, with traders determined to defy the Japanese officials' threats of a direct FX intervention into the 150 level. Now, released freshly this morning, the Bank of Japan's core CPI just came in steady at 3.3% level, so that was higher than 3.2% expected by analysts. Now, normally a stronger than expected inflation data would revive the Bank of Japan hawks, right? And that would also revive the rate hike expectations in Japan and lead to a stronger yen eventually. But, but the Bank of Japan is not much concerned about inflation in Japan, mind you, when they decide on their interest rate policy. They seem actually very much more concerned 
concerned about how to actually keep an absurdly loose monetary policy in place without, however, causing more bleeding in the Japanese yen. So, yes, it is still very, very nice to bet against the yen due to a very dovish bank of Japan, but you still have to watch out when you go short the Japanese yen near the 150 psychological mark because that mark is important as Japanese could eventually start selling their dollars against Japanese yen anytime to well, stabilize the Japanese yen's valuations. In the energy space, well, the barrel of US crude stabilizes around the $90 per barrel level. The daily MACD index fell to the negative territory yesterday, and that was for the very first time since the beginning of this September. And the impact of US government shutdown drama on the US growth outlook and the deepening real estate crisis in China with unfortunately Evergrande's latest default on a 4 billion yuan worth of an onshore bond could actually add another layer of uncertainty in the global financial markets and the appetite would just tank and that would trigger a much awaited correction in oil prices and 86 to 87 dollar range in the US crude is in my opinion a reasonable target for those actually looking for a minor downside correction in oil prices at the actual levels without however having to bet on a dramatic trend change in energy prices for now oil is of course not the only asset that you could short on the Chinese turmoil because the European luxury stocks are also quite well placed to take in the head from his morose Chinese news these days. LVMH, for example, said more than 2.5% at yesterday's trading session, while Hermes International dropped more than 3% yesterday. The European nat gas rallied more than 11% on the other hand, as yes, strikes in Australia ended last week, happily. Yet this time, the extended Norwegian supply outages are apparently responsible for the natural gas rally that we saw yesterday. The US nat Gas, on the other hand, is flirting with the $3 level in the continuation of its ascending trendline formation, and pulling out that $3 resistance could actually pave the way toward the $3.80 level, which is the 200 week moving average. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeko Skardeshka and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.